Hey guys, welcome to it. You are still following the conversation on peace and I matter now. My fifth guest on this, I would call a marathon a podcast that we have been doing between Pice Radio and um, Wet Smash Poetry Show is to highlight conversation uh, from different communities. Now, um, our last guest is Mutetelenu uh, Kalama. Uh, who is the executive director of um, Agents of Change Foundation? A letter to COVID. Dear COVID, I am filled with wild energy as I construct this letter because the status of things never seem to get better. A lot of community members are jobless because of your arrival. You took away the small businesses which they used for survival. Dear COVID, look at what you've done to the church. They have become so homophobic according to research. The church pioneers are claiming COVID is a punishment from God. They say God is punishing the earth because LGBTIQ people are so sinful and bad. Dear COVID, where do I run to now? because my gender expression is something they don't allow. The health facilities are filled with toxic discrimination. I must mention my sexual orientation is something they don't tolerate in this nation. Dear COVID, you have put the lives of LGBTIQ people on fire. Your manifestation has caused the violations in the community to escalate higher. Dear COVID, I pray you should retire. You're such an evil beast. Dear COVID, you're a liar. Dear COVID, why do you want us to stay home? Do you ever realize that most LGBTIQ people do not even have safe homes because most of them first violations in their homes? Do you ever think of their mental health when they just stay at their homes? Dear COVID, you have diluted the inner peace from the community and you have worked so hard to weaken the LGBTIQ immunity. Dear COVID, I wish you could just listen to me for once. I need to breathe and mask me. Please give me a chance. Dear COVID, please spare the lives of our kind. Right now I wish life had a button for rewind so that I can go back to a place where we had peace of mind because sorrow and pain in this present life is all I can find. Dear COVID, I still have hope that everything will be fine. I know you will disappear and everything will fall in line. I just put my community members into the hands of God. May we remain protected, strong and well guarded by the Lord. Goddess. Moka, welcome. Uh, it's good to, to have you on this platform. Thank you very much. Yeah. You're good too, to be here. <laughs> too formal. <laughs> it sounds too formal for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, um, so we keep on sharing these conversations and Wet Smash obviously has been putting in so much work. And uh, for those that have missed any of um, these conversations, you can still go through to Pice Radio on Anchor FM and you'll be able to find um, all this conversation or else also you can also uh, search for Pice P-I-C-E on uh, TuneIn 
and uh, you'll be able to find um, all these conversations, the five conversations that we've been uh, we've been running. Now, Muka, um, I have briefly, you know, introduced you as um, the Agents of Change Foundation um, Zambia Executive Produ- um, Executive Director. Sorry. Um, away from that, who is Muka? Maybe you can also highlight more what Agents of Change is all about. Okay. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, gift. Um, I think it's very exciting to be part of this um, great, uh, great conversation um, happening in this month of, of September. Um, so, like you mentioned, my name is Amtetelenu Kalama, um, and I go by Muka by most of my peers um, who fail to pronounce my name. Um, call me Muka. And well, um, uh, currently I'm the executive director of Agents of Change Foundation that um, I'm running together with uh, our colleagues um, from um, uh, from Kitwe and Lusaka, who are co-founders of the organization as well. And sometimes it's it's really like uh, <laughs> confusing when people ask you to say who is Muka and whatnot. But um, I think the other things that can attest to is that I'm an activist. Um, I um, advocate for um, children's rights, women's rights, um, environmental justice, um, sexual reproductive health and rights. Um, and things like that. And so uh, my activism has really um, been around these issues that I have mentioned. And um, and I think that's that's really <laughs> what I can say. Right. Yeah. Now you've um, rightly put it that this month, um, a month of peace, um, September has uh, looked at it as a month, month of peace. And then the 23rd of September, obviously, that's when, you know, the world observed this. What does peace mean to you as a young activist or advocate? Um, I think for me, peace really is um, the absence of violence, I would say. And what this simply means to me is that as a young activist, I'm able to move freely. Um, I'm able to interact with people on bigger platforms. And um, I'm able to uh, really create conversations that are relevant in this time and age without being opposed or without having any sort of violence, disturbing programs, um, without you know, not having to go to certain places because of security reasons and things like that. And so for me, peace is really what, like, peace is really what I've explained. Mm-hmm. This is what has, like, enables us to, you know, move freely, do things that we want to do as activists, be able to achieve what we want to achieve without any form of disturbances. All right. Now, um, you also mentioned that you're, you're obviously an advocate of a lot of things, but one of the notable yeah. things that you've made mention earlier on is um, you being an advocate of um, sexual reproductive health and rights. And um, obviously there has been, there is a conversation that is currently going on on how um, some, um, some part of our society are not of the idea that we should have a comprehensive sexual reproductive education in schools for 
um a certain uh, for for especially for for young kids maybe in, in primary school that that should be uh, their argument what is your take or um, on this story especially from the activist point of view um i think my take on this story is that um it's very relevant right now that um this um a co- comprehensive uh, sexuality education should be given to children in schools the reason why i say it's relevant is because i think we are paying a blind eye to the fact that children nowadays are knowing so much about sex at a very young age even before anyone tells them about it because they are reading they are exposed to their you know parents phones to tv and things like that and so they are very curious they want to know but if we pay, if we play a blind eye to that and say because of cultural or morals and and things like that let's not teach them that the question is who is going now to bridge the gap because even the parents right now are not having these conversations with these children about uh you know sexuality um education and things like that but if we depend on the teachers who are able to give them this information through a curriculum it's not like they're telling them things from uh you know just from without <clears throat> but this is a curriculum that was developed the curriculum goes through a lot of processes for it to be approved by the ministry of health and things like that and the question is where were they then so i think for me really it's very important that we continue with that we really need to continue uh um you know teaching these children about this because then it protects them you know it helps them to make better informed decisions about what they would want and let's also not play a blind eye to the fact that the same children are growing up to teens who are involving themselves in you know um sexual activities and so as 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 older people maybe we would want to run away from that fact and say they are not let's not teach them that but if we continue giving them this kind of information i think they will be able to make the right decisions but also i do understand as to some sectors of society as to why they are opposing this because as you know that we are a country that is really has been immense in a lot of you know culture in a lot of um uh patriarchy because you know this is a patriarchal society and so sometimes certain things are looked at from that point of view as opposed to how it would benefit um others so the conflict is really there because i think maybe certain things were not put in place before this was actually introduced in schools and i'm actually shocked that the conversation is coming now when this has already been implemented in schools because this um curriculum that the children have have already been doing it and i i don't know whether it was a pilot project or it was already commenced in schools but the children have been learning so now the question is why is the discussion coming now why didn't we have this discussion at the time of implementation or at the time of developing this curriculum so those are my thoughts yeah all right that's a question that we hope um the evangelical fellowship of zambia um and also the most also interesting thing about this debate is um the ministry of religious affairs um one of the opposers of 
um, of or of the the curriculum and someone was someone was saying today um there was a, a meeting that i was I, I was watching online they were talking about how uh why are we having because this obvious was approved by government and why are we having two ministries from the same government who are both in the cabinet the cabinet ministers and they it it was i think it goes to what you're saying that there was not consultation maybe um from from all sectors before before this was implemented or they did tend um a blind eye now uh, muka also the other thing that is going on is issues to do with the imata campaign that has been going on um i'll probably want to uh, before i can we can drove into it um how do you um understand the imata how what does it mean to you when when i say the imata campaign that has been going on from from the activist point of view and especially to issues to do with uh, um the sexual reproductive health rights okay um, you, you, um i think from the word itself imata is um really an emphasis on i as a person um how how are things concerning me in terms of um how um you know relating to situations how i'm progressing and how people are relating to me how i'm relating to people as well and so when when you say i matter meaning that i should have some sort of presence within it, it could either be in the activism uh, spectrum or whatever that you're doing as a young person because then you matter in that space um you should be able to you know have some sort of presence there and when you talk about sexual productive health i think really this dwells back to young people um in terms of how they are accessing the youth youth friendly services how they are accessing contraceptives how they are being treated when they go to these health facilities how what is the conversation around that and 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 so when 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 a young person say i matter in such a situation they should matter in terms of how they give services to them how they interact with them how they do not judge them because as a young person they hold a very special space in this whole conversation of how they matter as an individual and and for me i always talk about the i story being the most powerful story that you can ever listen to you know most of the times we talk about um different issues that affect us but through telling stories of others which might not really be as impactful as telling your i story and i think this is this is some of, like one of the, the things that we we at agents of change do because we tell our youth reporters we tell our young people uh to say the i story is the most important story that you can ever tell because when you're telling a story from a place of experience you're telling a story so that someone can be able to feel how you felt so that is really all together put together it's, it's really how a young person um i'm really trying to avoid the, the same word matter <laughs> but how a young person is really perceived in in such an instance and it's very important for the young people to also affirm these words and say i matter because they do matter in this you know in this time in this society when they're 
are living and you know trying to figure out themselves and all these things all right very interesting now going back to what you are just from saying um the i story um what has been some of your um experiences that you've experienced some of the setbacks um you've mentioned the issues of culture and um and and what not what are some of the challenges that you have faced or, or also the success stories that you have as a female activist um i think one of the greatest success stories i think for myself has been that um i think i've been able to um um place myself at the table of men to say because you know this the the, the field that we are in is really full of a lot of you know men who are at um in in high places uh in terms of you know the, the 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 people that we're working with or the the people that we 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 are um you know collaborating with and things like that and and so as a young female activist you find yourself sometimes in spaces where you are the only female or you are one of the two females that is in that space and 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 I think the fact that I've been able to you know transition through this and be able to um really achieve some of my my small wins i think it's 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 really um a great um achievement but that also has been a setback in some way because sometimes it's not always easy being in a male dominated field as a female and being able to push through because sometimes your ideas are pushed back uh because people don't understand um i mean in, uh, they don't understand where you're coming from and the place where you are in as well so that could also be either way you know it, it has been both you know a setback but also has been achievable as well in terms of how um i've been able to transition and have been able to you know um lead a, a lot of you know uh men in certain <laughs> committees and groups mm. and which have been very successful in terms of the work in terms of um uh, within the lines of work that 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 I do yeah wow that's that's very um really uh, interesting but also I would also like to find out Muka, um in your in your way you you've made mention of how you have found yourself in leading men has there been a resistance from from the you know from the men side and say we cannot be led because you know you can never you cannot be our leader for for instance because you are female and if you've had such you know um a setbacks how have you handled such I think that there've been a few setbacks like that um also in terms of um the older men I would mm-hmm. say as compared to the younger generation because I think the younger generation is now moving with time they're moving with us and they do understand that you know um it, it's okay to be led by 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 a female and things like that um I think I remember one certain instance in which um I was part of, you know, this great scene that was going on and what not and we were just moving so well together and in the middle of a workshop um um it, 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 you know where you you have been um how do I put this okay so you're in a workshop and then they tell you to say okay can you go into groups 
so that you can work on certain things. And I was in the presence of, you know, a lot of, you know, older men, young men and things like that. And we were just a few females in there. And so we went into this group quietly. And you know how some people are always like, you know, ahead of what's happening and things like that. Then a certain man points at me and says, you are going to be the secretary, not knowing I was facilitating that group. (laughs) (laughs) So for me already, it was an issue of, wow. So that man was already thinking that a young girl like her cannot come and facilitate us as older people because you know it was a group of older people both men and females Mm. which i i can't mention and 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 so already that was like you know in my mind i was thinking to say okay so the only reason i was quiet for those moments was for people to settle down but in the end the people the same people i went to (laughs) facilitate a workshop on thought that I would be a good secretary for that because I was the youngest in the group. Mm. You see what I mean? Yeah. And so when I stood up and said, okay, thank you very much. Um, you know, I introduced myself and things like that. And the table stand. Um, there wasn't so much resistance, but my point is that already you can tell and you can see mm. how people think, how people perceive young people. It's It's an issue of them thinking that we cannot... You know, at this moment, obviously, it's someone older who's coming to talk to us. Someone younger cannot come and talk to us, and things like that. And 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 so it's 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 really been <laughs> in those lines as well. And and I think what has really helped me um, as well has been that um, I think I have always had this drive in me um, to really do the unbelievable. Sometimes I even you know, shake myself and say, oh, is this you? Like, is this what you've done? And things like that. I think it's it's it's, it's, the, it's the drive that always pushes me to do better. I think that's what also helps me in terms of, you know, um, not really paying so much attention to the setbacks and things like that. And just ensuring that the job is done, whether people like it or not, what is important is that the job is done in that setting. The job must be done now. Obviously, 20, 2020 has been a, a very challenging year because of COVID-19. How have you made sure that the job is done with the pandemic going on? And how has it affected your, your advocates as we uh, are ending the conversation? Okay. Yeah. So um, I, I know 2020 has really been a rough year for all of us um, everywhere. Um, but also as such challenges come, I think it's very important for young people to really be innovative in terms of the way they think, uh, in terms of the way they work, in terms of, you know, shifting and really redesigning things and, and learning things, especially things that we have known all our lives in this period. I think this pandemic has really taught us to unlearn a lot of things so that we leave room uh, for new things. Um, yeah. So as, as, as an activist, as, 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 as um, a director for Agents of Change Foundation, I think this has been the most um, scary part of it all, of thinking of how are we going to stay afloat? How are we going to stay relevant in this pandemic because you know as ngos our work is really uh into communities you know it's going into communities talking to people you know 
for our youth reporters going uh, into the studios to, you know, create radio shows and things like that. But I think collectively as a team, together with our partners, um, we we started using online platforms better. And we realized that the only way that we're going to penetrate to this would be if we use online platforms that have always been there, but we haven't used them as much as we have used them from March till now. Mm. Because I think for Zambia, that has been the peak of um, COVID-19 from March until now. So we, we, we started now, you know, recreating shows uh, instead of the young people going into a radio station, creating shows that are live, now we started using um, online platforms to creating um, podcasts where young people can send in their recordings, um, the shows are put together, and the shows will still air on radio because when the young people are in a WhatsApp group, they have a production meeting instead of then when they used to have a physical production meeting, they would have a production meeting on their WhatsApp groups, they'll create the shows, the shows will be put together by our wonderful facilitators, and that show will be sent back to the radio station to be played. And I think for us that has really been an achievement as an organization because this is something that we never thought we would actually do. I think we we, we really didn't think about, you know, just sitting and, you know, creating shows that would actually be played on radio. Um, it, it has really helped us in terms of um, staying afloat and ensuring that we we are still relevant to the to the community still relevant to the so many young people that follow us but that this has, has still like you mentioned has still come with a lot of um uh i mean setbacks um in terms of us um doing the other things that we we would have been doing by now mm. um i think on the part of um you know going on with our shows advocates in terms of you know advocating for the things that we advocate for, we are set on that. But the setback has been how do we reach young people that are in the communities. Yes, they listen to the shows, but it's very important that you have conversations with them. You know, you create um, conversations with them. You listen to their thoughts, you know, their inputs and things like that. That has not been happening because of COVID-19. But what is uh, what is important is that we've still managed to, you, to penetrate through this market um, and ensure that the youth reporters are still producing shows that we are airing on radio. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like a very <laughs> mammoth task, and I don't know how you've been managing to do, uh, doing that, but I'm sure you have a great team behind you that has been uh, that has been doing an amazing work. Moka, um, yeah. you have been an amazing guest. Um, thank you very much, and I hope that we can still have such conversations on on Pius Radio and and see how best we can we can get to to work together one thing that we also would love to mention is that pice radio um is one of the few you know innovations in zambia for now that can broadcast from anywhere at any time so you know we might we might be doing something uh pretty much soon with uh, that being said um this concludes our five um episode on peace and then i matter thank you very much to um, everyone that I did take time to be my guest from Changu, Mwanja, um, Mpaso, um, 
um Muka and also not forgetting um Patrick and obviously on behalf of um Wetsmash uh, poetry show as well as a uh, Pice Radio we'll continue having this conversation but you can still if you miss any of our episodes go to uh, Pice Radio you can also find Pice Radio on um, Zeno app and also on online box radio and you can also find this conversation on Spotify um, and more or any of your favorite uh, podcast platforms from me gift members goodbye and um, stay positive <laughs>